Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody, and welcome. This is Sandy, and welcome to Last First Date Radio, the place to be for creating healthy, lasting relationships in midlife. And today, I'm really excited to be speaking with Dr. Diana Kirshner. She is a coach, a love mentor. She's a best-selling author. And she's going to be speaking about the secrets of irresistible self-confidence. This is such an important topic, and it's actually the, the foundation of a better life. I mean, it's actually where I am moving in, in my career is to help women with core confidence issues um, to really strengthen their core confidence by showing up more authentically and taking a stand for what's important to them and really speaking up as a woman of value. And uh, in the 11 years that I have been a love and empowerment coach, I have helped women enter relationships of their dreams and find the love of their lives and get married. But I am now advancing the woman of value movement and support women even further by giving them accessible tools to teach them how to show up and value themselves because it's not negotiable. And we're going to be talking more about that today. And every week I bring you a tip on how to become a woman of value. And this week's tip is step number 27, embrace your beauty. It's so important to pay less attention to the way society sees beauty and, and defines beauty and own the beauty that you have your own version of gorgeous because true beauty really begins on the inside and that's what radiates out to the world. So please, just love love who you are. Love, stop the compare and despair. It's really a bad idea. Um, and before I bring on Diana, I want to invite anybody who's not yet a member of my private Facebook group, which is called Your Last First Date, please join us. We have a vibrant, large Facebook group that's heavily monitored to prevent man bashing and woman bashing and any kind of black and white thinking. It's really a place for positive support because I believe that community is so essential in this process of finding love. It's, it's, it's essential in all of our lives, but especially on this journey to love because it can get really overwhelming and sometimes lonely. So your last first the group, please um, apply to join. I just have to approve you. And now for our special guest today, Dr. Diana Kirshner. She has been on Oprah. She was on a PBS TV special about love, which I was just telling her that I watched, and it really had an impact on me. She said there were people who got married just by being in the studio audience, which I think is fabulous. She's helped tens of thousands all over the world create greater self-esteem and more loving relationships through her Global Love Mentor coaching program. Her latest book is The Diamond Self-Secret, Say Goodbye to Your Inner cricket, Critic, not your cricket, and Hello to Self-Acceptance, Serenity, and Lasting Love. She is also the author of Love in 90 Days, which is a bestseller. And her website, loveinnindydays.com, is a leading source of dating and relationship advice. So welcome to episode number 316, Secrets of Irresistible Confidence with Dr. Diana Kirshner. Welcome. 
Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Sandy. Yes, we definitely want to keep the crickets. <laughs> the crickets. <laughs> the, you know, I always associate crickets with summertime and being very serene and very relaxed and very present and in the moment, you know. That's <laughs> so. oh, the opposite of the inner cri- critic. We should all all have some inner crickets. (laughs) That's right, inner crickets. (laughs) Yeah, we don't need that inner critic saying, "Well, you did that wrong. You know, you did you did that wrong. You didn't. You should have said this. You should have done that. He would have called you. You know, all that stuff that the inner critic carries on about is never in the present time. It's in the past or. It's in the mm-hmm. future, you know, you're not going to do very well, you know, you're not, this is, you know, everything is falling apart in the future. That inner critic voice is just, it's just ridiculous, and we all have it. We absolutely all yeah. have it. So Yes, we do, and uh, I so agree with you that I just finished a five-day challenge that I do every six months or so um, on how to fix your broken picker. And one of the steps is to look at that inner critic and what it's saying to you because, oh, my God, when that, when that step came up and what people were writing, it's, it's taking the voices of your past and perpetuating them into the, the present and future, and we have so much power to stop it. it just, yes, we oh. really do, and that, that's really the, the topic at hand. I love where you're going, I think that um, self-expression for women is just a core, core, core value. And, um, you know, we just have to stop talking to ourselves uh, the way we do. I mean, you would never talk to mm-hmm. your best friend the way you talk to yourself. You know, you you look old, mm-hmm. you look fat, you have wrinkles. You, you know, you look in the mirror, you're saying all these horrible things. But um, but we can definitely, definitely turn it around, and I'm excited about that. I'm excited uh, to talk about what I call the diamond self-secret, the diamond self-secret. Mm. So before we get to that, I just want to see if you can share a, a tip or two about how to tame the inner critic. Well, um, there are many, many ways to do that, you know, um, one uh, really, really powerful way is to actually give yourself a nickname, to actually move into who you want to be, um, and then um, you can you can actually switch channels. Um, you mm-hmm. can actually switch channels. So um, if you're if you're moving into uh, the the kind of the, the the person who is really you at your core, who's really real, who ha- carries all the gifts, who carries all the quirkiness, all the wonderful things you know about you, and each person has it, each woman has it, a, you know, unique kind of wonderfulness. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And um, you know, when you move into that, you can do various kinds of things with that inner critic. You can, uh, if we have time, we'll even go through um, a little exercise where you can use your um, your new energy, your new self, your new identity to uh, actually dissipate, to get rid of that um, 
that disappointing self. I call it the disappointing self, actually. Uh, The inner critic is the disappointing self, and it has to do with a very negative identity. So you can actually imagine blowing it up. You can imagine, you know, asking it, you know, what it wants to be doing here. Um, Often it will tell you that it's trying to help you, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is a big joke. <laughs> you know that it's trying to protect you, you know, to tell you that you're fat and ugly and old so that you <laughs> so that um you can cover it up or no one else can see it. But, you know, so there are different ways mm-hmm. that you can interact with that inner critic or the disappointing self-identity and uh disempower it, really disempower it. And um mm. For me, it all starts with the concept of identity, the the notion of I, me, or mine. That's really where it starts. You know, there there is no static neural net in the brain that represents you. There's nothing static in your brain that represents you. So if you if you imagined the um, identity area of your brain. Um, as a light show, it would be like constantly changing with all different lights lighting up. Mm. And um, the good news about that is you can go right in there and you can create the identity you prefer. You can actually rewire your brain to create the identity you prefer. Then acting from that identity, empowering that identity, dressing that identity, and I love that you spoke about beauty, creating your own unique beauty. Um, Coming Mm -hmm. from that identity, you really have the power to kibosh that inner critic, to kibosh it, to not let it run the show, to silence it, to stop it from hurting you, to stop it from, you know, ripping you down, to stop it from keeping you isolated. Um, You really, really can. Yeah, it's amazing how we can rewire our brains. I mean, that was something that I learned in the last 11 years since I got certified as a coach just the the neuroplasticity of our brains and the the power we have. And so many people just are so stuck in like, I was born this way and that's the way it is, or this is in my DNA. And I dated a guy once who just kept saying, I have no choice. And I was just like, get me out of here. I can't be on a date with you. If you're going to think you have no choice about all these things, it's so not true. Yeah. Or I had such a bad childhood you know, right. if you had my childhood, you would know that, you know, I can't do, I can't get over this trauma. I can't get over these wounds. I really can't. The reality is, is that you can get over any wound. You know, Sandy, you know, I, uh, my own story, uh, which is where this work grows out of, is that I was the mm-hmm. fifth daughter born to a patriarchal Italian family, an alcoholic family system. And in that system, they only valued boys. So when I was born, I uh, my father said, oh, it's a, it's a fifth girl. I was the fifth girl born to the family. And he said, I don't want to go to the hospital. I don't want to see her. And, um, you know, uh, not blaming him or anything. He did the best he could. But essentially, you know, the way I grew up was um, with – really very little validation, nurturance, or appreciation. And um, 
For example, he only said I love you once, and he was actually drunk, so it didn't mean anything mm. to me, you know. Um, mm. So that uh, that early deficit, in other words, that that actually would have really set me up if it was stuck, if it was static, if it was something that couldn't you couldn't surmount. It would have really set me up to to fail in love and in life, actually. But, um, you know, I I went on a long journey of studying everything I could about love, um, you know, wound up getting a Ph.D. and uh, really was mentored by a, an amazing fairy godmother. <laughs> but he was actually a man. Oh. But, <laughs> but, you know, I was able to actually uh, meet and marry my soulmate. And I've been married to my soulmate for decades and been able to, really do the work I love, which is paying this forward. And I've been able to do is been able to switch into a a self-created identity. Um, and my nickname is the Radiant Beacon of Loving Guidance. That's my diamond self-nickname. <laughs> I love it. The Radiant Beacon of Loving Guidance. Yeah, awesome. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, growing up, um, I actually used to refer, be referred to in the family as a piece of shit, literally. Literally was referred to that way. So, I mean, wow. if I can do it, I'm anybody can way. do it. <laughs> yeah, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And, you know, and we've actually, I have a team of love mentor coaches who have worked with people all over the world, and so many women have surmounted just incredible odds, incredible just, you know, being given an STD and abandoned and, you know, being abused and being beaten and uh, being left or duped or betrayed, they have been able to surmount that and create their best selves, create a life that they really, that they find better than their dreams, actually better than their dreams. Well, a lot of people are afraid to dream. Like they don't even go there because it's too insurmountable. It's not even possible. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, thank you for sharing your story. And I was actually going to ask you about that because I I had read your story. And I love how you how you transformed your life and now you pay it forward. It's it's inspirational. And I think a lot of people will point to an expert and say, well, they just don't know. They, they don't, haven't been where I have been, like you said before. And I, too, have overcome tremendous adversity, and it's why I do the work I do. And I, that's why I believe in the possibility of change and transformation, and, and I don't buy it when somebody says, well, that's in my DNA. I can't help it. I can't help being a people pleaser. I, my mother mm-hmm. was. You know, my mother was a martyr, so I have to be one too. My mother actually mm-hmm. said that to me. She said, I'm from a long line of martyrs. That's why I am one. I said, guess what? I am too, <laughs> you know, and I made a choice not to be like my ancestors. You know, there, there's, there are choices. So we don't yeah. have to live our life in oppression and, and feel like that's our destiny. So I love, yeah. I love, love, love the work and the, the, the nicknames are so important. Um, I do future self-work, and it's similar, but it's like finding that nickname that represents who you are really at your core 
Um, so mm-hmm. how do you help? This is the diamond self secret I'm imagining that um, mm-hmm. is the the diamond self is the nickname. Yes, the diamond self is the new identity. It's the it's the mm-hmm. um, it's the created identity. It's who you kind of were meant to be and who you want to be. And mm-hmm. um, there's so many women in our love mentor coaching program who have just really done an outstanding job going from just, as I said, horrible circumstances to becoming the vivacious vixen, the amazing grace, uh, beloved mighty Isis, the the radiant, you know, loving and beloved one. Um, uh, The names, it's so fascinating as the, the names are created... Um, that each person has such a unique name, too. In fact, if we have time, I'd love to do uh, one of the core exercises, one of the core Diamond Self exercises and help everybody get their name. Yeah, let's do it. And I actually love doing exercises. I think, you know, just all this talk is not as, as powerful as actually taking people through an exercise. So let, let's, do, let's do an exercise. Uh- Awesome, awesome. So let me take you through, why don't you be the point person? I'll take you through the exercise. And then everybody who's listening, go ahead and please take advantage of this, assuming you're not driving. If you're driving, just pull us to the (laughs) side. (laughs) Don't close your eyes. And then close your eyes. (laughs) Okay, so I want you to imagine a time that you were feeling good, really good about yourself. You felt like you were at home. You felt loved. You felt like you could be grounded. You could go where you wanted to go. You could do what you wanted to do. You may have felt beautiful for the first time. And this could be any time in your life. Uh, any time from adolescence or even from childhood before you were wounded or before you were hurt. And if you're having trouble accessing that time, uh, just imagine what it might be like to be like that. And as you're accessing your scene, make sure you're in, in the scene looking through your own eyes you got that, Sandy? Are you in the scene? I do. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so give it a soundtrack. Give it some music or some beautiful sounds. And give it some beautiful color, whatever you're looking at. Make it vibrant with color. And magnify those good feelings that are in this scene. You got it? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Now, you guys, I want you to make it five times better. Make it five times better. Beautiful. 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 You got it, Sandy? Got it. Awesome. Awesome. Now, this is your diamond self-identity. And I want you to give it a fun, amazing name. Some names that might strike your fancy, you could use part or even all of them, are Amazing Grace, Beloved One, 
goddess, superstar Sandy. (laughs) 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 The serene, miraculous one. The sparkalicious, the sparkalicious goddess. Saucy minx, the saucy minx. The beloved one, the irresistible, irresistible and gorgeous queen. Good, good. Now just pick out your name. Okay. Now I want you to make this diamond self-identity the size of a, a grenade, Make it the size of a grenade. This is your diamond self-identity. It has a name. And now get an image of a, a time where you were your disappointing self, where the inner critic was really, really, really ripping you up and you were feeling, you know, abandoned or lost or hopeless or betrayed or like you couldn't proceed in the world or isolated and alone. You got it, Sandy? Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Now take that grenade, that diamond self grenade, and throw it into the disappointing self and blow it to smithereens. <laughs> beautiful. 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 Now do that five more times really fast. Take that that take that little diamond self grenade and throw it into the disappointing self and blow it up and keep blowing it up. Keep blowing it up. Beautiful. Blowing it up. Blowing it up. Yes. Beautiful. 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 Wonderful. Right. Okay. And now try to get an image of the disappointing self. Is it faded or is it gone? It's gone. How is it? It's gone. Well, I've, I've also done a lot of work on her. But she, yeah, yeah, you're, <laughs> she's out of here. Yes, she would go a lot faster. But um, yes, uh, sometimes you will get that it's just faded. It's it's faded and mm-hmm. it's weaker, and then you can keep going with the exercise, right? Till it's gone, mm-hmm. till it dissipates into nothingness. So, Sandy, what is your diamond self's name? So the one that came up for me first, it started with freedom. There's um, I went through a lot of different images. The first one was me leading my Woman of Value retreat because I feel really empowered and um, like a beacon like you. And then I went to my TED Talk and I was like, that's where I felt really confident. But then I went back to when I was about two, (laughs) which is like jumping all over the place. And I have this theme that comes up for me all the time. I'm I'm in a field of yellow flowers, and I'm Mm -hmm. really little, and I'm just feeling free and playful, and I'm, like, eating the flowers, (laughs) just, like, totally totally at peace (laughs) with myself. 
So my my <laughs> name is the Playful Sparkly Vixen. Wow. Playful Sparkly <laughs> Vixen. I love that. I love that. <laughs> that it, eating the flowers. That's fantastic. I love that. <laughs> I love that's that. before before it was a thing. Now it's gourmet. But that was too. <laughs> Well, I'm I never going to forget that a, one. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in a forest. Um, my backyard was a forest, a pine forest, and we we had the most playful time with my neighbors would come and we would build forts and we would roll down hills of poison ivy and just be outside all day and just get away from our crazy homes. And so it was it was just complete creative freedom and creativity and freedom are big values to me. So I know it sparked when I was young, um, but I like this. So I'm going to be this playful, sparkly vixen. I love it. Playful, sparkly <laughs> vixen. I love it. I love it. Now, oh. you guys who are listening, you know, uh, it may feel a little weird or uncomfortable. Sometimes it's almost like shameful to kind of go for a grand name. Um, when I first started doing this work with my fairy godmother person helping me, I, I could barely have any positive name. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the degree of shame and self-loathing that I had was so strong. Uh, but if you're feeling like you can't do it, it's actually good. It means you're on the right track. It means you're getting to the right name. If you're feeling like the name is too grand for you, um, you're on the right track. You want to be grand. You want to be playful. And if it's surfacing some negative feeling, it's right. It's actually right because it's meant to surface that negative feeling. Remember, you're rewiring your brain. So we want to go to that area of the brain that's holding your identity in a negative way and rewire it with your new diamond self name. Mm. Um, And, um, you know, so... Just go with the process. Just go with the process. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing process, absolutely amazing. Yeah. And the next step is to um, actually take yourself shopping and dress your diamond self. You know, get some jewelry. Doesn't have to be expensive jewelry that reminds you. You know, of the uh, whoever you are creating, like like uh, Sandy's doing the playful, sparkly vixen, and um, and get some clothes. You'll be shocked. Because when you go shopping as your diamond self, you will pick out completely different clothes than you normally do <laughs> and, and different different things, different jewelry. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you can dress the part when you're going on a date or whatever you're doing. If you're giving a presentation, um, you know, I certainly use the diamond self a lot to do my PBS show. I had the one-woman PBS show, which was really difficult and intimidating in many ways, and... Um, the diamond self carried me through the diamond self work. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I love it. I I remember. Well, first of all, I'll tell you some of the things if I can reflect on what I love so much about this exercise. Um, it, it's it's very accessible, no matter where you, where you come from, and you've made it. You've given people permission to be where they are, which I love. You also amplify everything, which is very hard for people to do because we're working against such a, such terrible self-worth for, for the most part and have been hearing these voices for a lifetime. 
And even if people are dead who first told us these things, we still carry it with us. And unless we do this kind of work, it will continue to take us down. So I love the grenade. I love the repetition. I love being able to come back to this exercise and then owning it, really embodying it, really helps you to, to, to just rewire the brain. I, I think it's brilliant. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it's a very, very wonderful tool. I've used it so many times. Um, very wonderful tool. And when you're really in your diamond self um, identity, you you get a lot of energy coming off of you. You get a lot of charisma. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a natural charisma that each and every person has. Every person has charisma. And I don't care whether you're 50 pounds overweight uh, I, I don't care if you're, you know, uh, older, um, you know, you have charisma. You have charisma. And um, just embracing and um, loving your diamond self will bring that charisma out. You'll go into uh, a party after you've been doing this work. You will feel like a magnet. Actually, people will come to you um, mm-hmm. uh, be, because everyone kind of longs for to be free like that. Everyone longs for that, and it's uh, an irresistible thing. And, of course, when you're dating, forget about it. (laughs) (laughs) Forget about it. It's true. It's true. It's It's a done deal when you're dating. (laughs) That's right. You'll have to to ward them off. They'll be be all over you. Yeah, we have had it raining men for so many women, you know, in our coaching program. They come in, they say, I can't even find one good guy to date. (laughs) They do do the diamond self work. And it's like, oh, my God, there's too many. I don't know. What should I do? I got it. Yeah, I got it. (laughs) Got to figure out who to take (laughs) off the list here. (laughs) Right. It's a good problem to have. I just sent one of my quality problem. Right, exactly. My client's like, I've got too many men. I said, well, you know, keep track of them. <laughs> and I, I, um, I have, I have this thing that I that I did when um, when I was starting my coaching practice, and I was really nervous about performing. I had a necklace that I put together with my my highest self and my inner critic together. So they would cancel wow. each other out. And so wow. it was a symbol. There was the judges scales because I was very much into judging myself as not good enough always. So I would prevent myself from showing up fully. And and then another charm that was an open heart. It was a, like a pink sparkly open heart. And I would wear them together and, and I would hold it. Like I would really touch it to kind of grind, ground me in my power and it really was powerful to um to have that because when I did when I did my TED talk I had never spoken on a stage I was petrified but I I took this opportunity because it fell in my lap and I said I'm going to figure out how to do it I'm going to get the support I need and I'm going to show up and do my best and let go of perfection and wear that little charm around my neck so it's it's just taking those risks being you, you know, you got up there, you did a PBS special, you were scared, but you showed up as your diamond self, and you did a fantastic job. It's That's awesome. I love your description of that necklace. I just love it. I love it. And you can yeah. 
gain power from things like that. They they actually carry you. They really, really carry you. Um, for me, you know, what I actually did was to help me. I, I uh, asked one of my love mentor uh, coaches to actually coach me before the PBS special. So she spent a mm. couple of hours. I have these amazing coaches. Anyway, she spent a couple of hours wow. in the green room with me, coaching me to get rid of any vestige of the disappointing self and I, and to mm. only be the radiant beacon of love and guidance. And um and the show was amazing. I, I told mm. you, what, three people sitting in the studio audience actually got married. And mm-hmm. <laughs> at the That's end, amazing. I really felt to the I felt to the stage crying actually in gratitude at the end. Aww. You know, because wow. if you would have asked me, I would have said I, I can't do that. You know, it's just mm-hmm. you know how it is. It's like you gotta you stay in your lines, watch the teleprompter. Uh, act natural, uh, give the, right. the payoff line into the face camera, and make con- eye contact with every section of the audience, <laughs> and, <laughs> right. little, and make it look easy. <laughs> right, exactly. And be at your best. <laughs> no, it's, it's one of the hardest things, and, and especially if you're dealing with all the negativity that you grew up with, to constantly remind yourself that you're bringing incredible value and you're making a difference in people's lives. And you made a difference in my life. I remember this. I remember watching, and I watched with a friend, and we were both so into the whole thing. It was, it was really wonderful. So, well, yeah, thanks. keep doing this, this amazing work. And I know you have an awesome gift for us. So can you tell the oh, audience what it is? Yes, yes. Well, I mentioned this team of Love Mentor Coaches, and as I said, this is I used one of them myself, so. They're, yeah. they're unbelievably gifted and amazing and loving. They're really fairy godmothers anyway, um, but who know things. Fairy godmothers who are very knowledgeable. And um, <laughs> the exciting thing is I can offer your listeners a free 40-minute session by phone or Skype with one of them. And um, I think you'll really love it. All you need to do is go to loveinninetydays.com. That's love in 90days.com and click on the coaching tab now here's the important part when you fill out the form please say sandy sent me so you say sandy sent me now when you say sandy sent me uh that way i can guarantee that you will get a session because sometimes we get inundated with requests for sessions and we uh have to turn people away but if you say sandy sent me at love in 90days.com um You'll you'll get your session, and I believe you're going to put the link underneath our um, our interview, Sandy. Yes, I will. I, I'll put it in the show notes, and um, yeah, people will all see it and sign up. Awesome! Awesome! awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thank take advantage so of that. For, yeah. Um, if you can leave our audience with one message that you want them to take away from today. What would that be? That message would be don't quit before the miracle. Do not quit before the miracle. And the miracle is coming to you. And it's better than you ever could have imagined. Even though it Mm. seems completely impossible and you're totally in the dark, just don't quit. (laughs) Don't quit Mm. because that miracle is coming. I love it. I love it. You know, there's this fable about the wells that people dug this man hired all these these people to dig wells and try to get water. 
And they kept digging and digging and just reaching a little bit of water. And they would move on to the next part of the field and keep digging. And um, he died without, and I don't remember the whole thing, but it was something like he died and never got the water. And then one person dug like 20 feet deeper. And that was where the water was the whole time. And so we often stop before we get deep enough, before we go farther enough far enough and I, I think this this message is so important. Just keep going. It's there. Yep. It's there for it's you. There. Do this work. Yeah. Yes. Well thank you, Diana. Yeah. You're wonderful. You do beautiful work and I really appreciate your coming on the show today to share your wisdom. Oh well thank you, Sandy. You're amazing. Oh, thank you. Thanks everybody for listening today. And if you love Last First Date Radio, please give us a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever you watch or listen to us. We are everywhere. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much. And I hope you all go on your last first date very soon. Bye bye.